time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Take away a man's dream, fill him with whiskey and despair. Send him to a lonely bridge. Let him stand there all by himself, looking down at the black water. And try to imagine the thoughts that are in his mind. You can't, I can't. But there's someone who can. And that someone is seated next to Douglas Winter right now. The car is headed back toward town. But its real destination is the Twilight Zone. Episode number 111 of The Twilight Zone was Printer's Devil. And uh, before we get started, I've been uh, completely neglectful. Um, I failed to mention that uh, for my uh, for, for our anniversary, uh, my wife actually got me a Blu-ray of the entire Twilight Zone. Really? That's a, that's a big get. That's a big gift, too. It is. It's a, a lot of discs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm um, sure. Like it, it, uh, it, it's... Uh, I, I I haven't actually like counted to see how many, but it, it's a like you could you could see when you look at it, it's a lot. What was the uh, what it, was it, the big disc that was like bigger than a vinyl? Was that laser disc? That was laser disc. Yeah. Oh man, I can't imagine how many <laughs> like two and a half episodes yeah. each on those. I mean, it's 156 episodes, so so yeah. I mean, that's you know, geez, a, a streaming show that's 15 years. Yeah. Good lord. Um. But uh, yeah, so so I look I look forward to seeing them in uh, in crystal clear Blu-ray from now on. <laughs> Although I think the uh, uh, the the streaming thing that I was watching them on, I think it was probably the same quality anyway. But now, when uh, the uh, when you know the world inevitably collapses, which will probably happen next week, um, <laughs> I I will have my little solar generator a blu-ray player and a tv and and i'll be watching the twilight zone this is why i uh always uh keep hold of my kids in the hall dvds it's it's very important yeah um so you you were very uh vocal about the fact that uh, you hated last week's episode um i think it was a waste of everybody's time and i think we should all go to jail that yeah i I think that adds up um (laughs) This one, this one, I actually, you know, I, I, uh, I wouldn't say, I, I wouldn't say it definitely needed an hour, but sure. I would say that it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a, a pretty decent episode. I did not mind it. Burgess Meredith shows up again. It's great. I, I, I did I, not I have that, the issues with this one that I did last. When, they, when they re-release uh, the, the Twilight Zone on, uh, on Blu-ray again, I think that should be one of the blurbs. <laughs> I, I didn't mind it. Burgess Meredith is there. It's fine. <laughs> Sean, if anybody needs any quotes for their back of their book jacket, I am in. I, I'm going to I'm going to put that on the when, you know, release the second edition of Righteous Might. I'm going to have that. It, it was OK. <laughs> um, I finished it. <laughs> so. uh so I, I can identify with this because it, it's funny because um, this, this newspaper was dying in the 60s. So they were ahead of the game. Yeah. Um, what, like, you know, immediately watching this, I was thinking of there. I think there's some Seattle paper that was like the first to just go completely online. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, they don't really have the option here in 1963. 
Yeah, and and uh, I I think it's worth pointing out that um, basically this newspaper was failing, not the newspaper industry. So that yeah. that's the difference between <laughs> 1963. That's a good point. That's a very today. good point. There's actually another newspaper that people were buying instead of this one. So it it was there as an option to people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were choosing not to uh, to consume it. It's the free market. Not unlike a radio host that I know, but but I won't get into that. Uh, uh, so so we're following uh, Douglas Winter, who's the editor of the Courier, which is uh, it's not doing well. I don't I don't think they ever like have a city or anything. It's just the Courier. Yeah, uh, it, it's a little like the movie Hot Shots, where they weren't the U.S. Navy; they were just the Navy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think the the big newspapers, the Gazette. The Courier so and the Gazette that that makes yeah. sense. That's uh, you know the the Macy's and Gimbals of, uh, of you know small town America there. Um, so the newspaper's failing, and he he's um, you know he 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 feels like uh, you know it, it's clearly going under, and he's going to uh, he's gonna he's going to um, uh, George Bailey himself. <laughs> he's he's on a he's on a bridge, and he, he's looking like uh, he's going to commit suicide when. Suddenly, Burgess Meredith shows up. You know, did um, w- what year was It's a Wonderful Life? Because now that you say it, this is uh, an analog to that scene. Uh, oh no, it, It's a Wonderful Life was nineteen forty six. Okay, okay, so we're we're fifteen years, twenty years past it, that. It's long enough for uh, standing on a bridge uh, because your business is failing. Uh, <laughs> is kind of a you know kind of a trope by uh, by sure yeah. And then visited by a strange person. Yeah, except instead of guardian angel, it's it's Burgess Meredith, <laughs> which I would prefer any day of the week. So yeah, I, I you know if he's not busy uh, up in heaven, and uh, you know they're they're looking to assign a guardian angel to me, I would pick. I, I would absolutely go with Bur- I, I would go with Burgess Meredith or uh, Jonathan Winters because you know we know he's he's an option. So if I if I have to start playing pool to get Jonathan Winters uh, as a guardian angel, I'm I'm down with that. I, I'd start. Playing oh pool. man, I actually would have preferred just to talk about that episode instead of last week. <laughs> we should we should do that uh, at some point if we if we find an episode that we just really hate. We should be like, listen, this week's episode is blah, blah, blah. But we both really hate it. So we're just going to talk about, uh, uh, you know, a game of pool again. <laughs> this, this, we, we like that one. This week's episode is the one where William Shakespeare comes back. So naturally, we're going to do a game of pool. You know, that, I, that, that'll that actually be a little bit, uh, a, l- a little bit of uh, a mixed bag there, because on the one hand, the bard is terrible and it's an hour long. Yeah. <laughs> I, at the at the other end of things, it's um, it's uh, uh, it's also the end of the hour long episodes. Oh, true, very so, true. So I, at least we can we can kind of celebrate that, and we can we can spend at least some of the time instead of talking about the episode, we can talk about you know rehash the uh, the hour long episodes because it, it'll be a change for us because we never get on on tangents. During no, God, no, God, no, God, no, God, no, God, no, God, no. Uh, so, uh, so Mr. Smith is, is, uh, is what he calls himself. And, um, uh, you know, he, uh, uh, you know, ba- ba- basically they, they've, you know, he, he rescues him from, 
from uh, certain doom jumping off of the uh, the bridge. And I like, by the way, how his way of talking uh, talking him off the ledge is basically, yeah, this bridge isn't big enough. You're, that's just going to hurt. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> Which honestly, if somebody told me that, I'd probably go and find a, a taller bridge. Yeah. So uh, anybody, if uh, if things are ever going really badly for for Sean and you're you're tasked with talking him <laughs> off the ledge, just remember, just tell him. Listen, this isn't big enough. You're you're, you're all you're going to do is hurt yourself. I'm just saying that's that'll uh, do it. That's a good argument. Um, not, not not you've got so much to live for. Just you know, it's only going to hurt. It's not going not going to kill you. Are there parallels to the beginning of this episode to the Matrix? You know, you um, have you have your Mister Smith. Okay. You have your <laughs> you have your uh, you know he he. Never mind. I, I I I withdraw my question. Never never in this world will I, mean, I will I start a red pill blue pill argument because then you, I just you are, have to go to 4chan. You are absolutely correct in that there are <laughs> parallels between this episode and the Matrix in that both involve someone with the last name Smith. Nailed it. So there's also parallels with ten thousand more uh, listeners with Titanic because there's a guy that with the last name Smith in that movie. And if you were to tell me Billy Zane shows up in a, in a Matrix movie, I believe you. So uh, I was going to say Billy Zane uh, appears in, in this episode and just see if you noticed. <laughs> Billy Zane's in this episode. All right, let, let's see. It's time for my uh, my obligatory search here. Was <laughs> Billy Zane born? <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, Misty and I watched a, a movie with uh, Billy Zane. Uh, oh, by the way, Billy Zane was born in 66, so he just missed this episode. Uh, negative three years old. I was not aware of this. Billy Zane is from Chicago. Oh, there you go. I, I didn't even know that. Uh, anyway, we uh, we were watching a, a movie with him recently. He's not looking good. <laughs> do, you, do you remember the movie? Uh, I don't. I remember that the movie was pretty bad. Um, so... So it was Titanic, though. They make him. They. I. I'm still angry at that movie because they make him. They needlessly make him so unlikable, just so Leo is more likable, as if he needed it. Well, I mean, it, it's not even. You know, she. She. Listen, she was leaving behind a lot for him. It's true. It's very true. Uh, let's see. Let's see if I can find this uh, particular movie. I. Uh, I think. Oh, he played Omar Bradley. You, you've crossed a threshold in your career when someone asks you to play uh, Omar Bradley because, you know, great, brilliant military strategist, not a good looking man. Um, it was. See, th this is how little we want to talk about the episode. We're, we're searching for it. But. Uh, uh, as uh, Bob Euchre once said in um, in uh, Major League Two, it, in no, this is Major League One. Uh, uh, I can't find it to hell with it. <laughs> uh, no, it was uh, I did find it. It was uh, Ghosts of War. It came out in 2020. Oh, interesting. Um, it was actually a really good concept, but yeah, the, there, there's a very Twilight Zone twist at the end that just completely ruins it. Mm. Although I will say, without getting into any spoilers, that I, uh, if I was ever going to do a screenplay for a movie, I would want to do a story that is that 
looks like one thing and is completely advertised and promoted as one thing, but then halfway through just takes a turn into something completely different. Oh, for sure. Like, uh, like I'd, I'd want to do like a, like it's a, it's a rom-com and it looks like, you know, just like this, this goofy rom-com and that's all anybody sees when they're going into, you know, promoting it. And then it's saving. But then halfway through, the 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 leading guy gets bitten by a zombie and it turns out it's a zombie movie (laughs) absolutely no one is expecting it so be perfect so so like the rom-com aspect of it has to be good enough that everybody's gonna you know that at least enough people are gonna want to see oh yeah for sure there was and then you would need a slide like at the end saying please don't tell anybody how like what happens uh Um, the 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 only movie that i that i can remember that that actually actually kind of pulled that off was um the simon pegg movie um like the the end of the uh, yeah the i think it's the i think it's called the end of the world right I, I think it is. It's the it, it's the third one in that trilogy. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. um, and the only reason I say that is because like it was clearly supposed to be like you know aliens invaded this town and everything. Yeah. But then in the last five minutes, it turns out that when they defeat the aliens, it basically destroys everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that was that was never even a part of the yeah. e- even a part of the the advertising of the movie. It just happens at the end. Um, uh, have you ever heard of the movie? It's got to be in the fifties. Uh, the Bad Seed. It's, no, it's about like um, like a little girl is just a monster, and mm-hmm. stuff happens. In the Make, movie. Makes sense with the, yeah. with the title. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I remember the first time I watched it with my mom, and um, you know she had seen it a bunch of times. But uh, at the end, right before the credits show, there's there is a still that says please do not tell anybody the ending of this movie because yeah. it would spoil it and then people won't go. So, yeah, I, so I wonder how so, often that was employed. So, so, yeah, so I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure you could get a studio to actually agree to make that movie, but no. <laughs> um, well, I, I mean, you could, but, but you'd have to make like the, the rom-com element like yeah. so strong that the theaters, that, that the, that the movie studio is like, yeah, people, people will watch that. And yeah, it for turns sure. out, yeah, it's it's something completely different by the end. Uh, but anyway, uh, speaking <laughs> of something that's completely different by the end, uh, it turns out that the kindly uh, kindly gentleman is the devil. Uh, he not is to, not to spoil things, but uh, so so basically everything's going wrong with uh, with Douglas's newspaper. He starts talking to uh, Mr. Smith about it, and it turns out, hey, by the way, Mr. Smith knows how to uh, to do basically everything that uh, you need to run a newspaper and he'll he'll uh he'll do it and, all you need um, is mr smith the only employee yeah and so uh douglas having nothing to lose uh, agrees to it and um so basically what happens is as the uh as the the episode progresses uh there's all these big stories that happen and it turns out that uh so basically as mr smith is writing them in the linotype machine uh they they become reality. And, and I'm not sure, like, I, I, I think this is kind of ambiguous, like within the story, if the, you know, like Mr. Smith was actually doing the things or if he was making them happen. 
I assume, I, I assumed he was making them happen just because he is the devil. I don't think he was like mm-hmm. physically going over there and like, you know, pouring accelerant. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the devil of all people would definitely outsource. Um, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, yeah. He's, he's, he's going to Fiverr and saying, Hey, I need somebody. <laughs> I was on Fiverr this morning. Um, he, <laughs> he, yeah, he's, he's definitely a delegator. He, he's going to, yeah, he's definitely going to uh, pay for services. Uh, so, you know, so because of that, because the, the devil is, is making these things happen, obviously he's able to break the story, uh, in a way that those, uh, those fools at the Gazette aren't able to, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's scooping everybody left and right. And because of that, uh, obviously people start buying the courier. It's getting more successful uh, given the Gazette a run for its money. Uh, so, so then, uh, eventually... Uh, Mr. Smith wants to sign a contract, um, <laughs> which so so basically he says, uh, if you sign this contract, um, the newspaper will continue to be successful, but I'll own your immortal soul. That's ex- and like his uh, uh, winter's re- reaction to uh, to this is pretty much on par with what my reaction would be. But like, OK, you're clearly nuts, but you produce results. So I'll sign on the dotted line. Also, there's no thing, such thing as a soul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, until Lisa, until Lisa convinces him that uh, you know maybe selling your soul wasn't a good idea, and then he tries to get it back, but it turns out Millhouse sold it for for Alf Pogs. <laughs> He's back in Pog form. <laughs> uh, so, you know, obviously, Mister Smith is his, uh, you know. He he's done some things um, that would at least make me curious. Like even if I, you know, didn't believe that he was the devil, I I would assume that like he's got some sort of angle here, and I think I would be a little bit hesitant to sign this. Also, I wonder. <clears throat> so, if there's a fire somewhere in town, like mm-hmm. the Gazette is still going to cover it. So right. it's. It's really not the fact that like he's burning down buildings or causing these stories. His writing must be so much better than whatever writers they have at the Gazette that he's producing a better product. So yes, while he's, you know, creating or actually doing, you know, these these things that create the stories. Is it really that bad? Because I feel like he's winning readers on his own writing merits <laughs> compared to what the Gazette has. <laughs> if the Courier is all of a sudden successful, it's not because these things are happening. It's because the stories are they're being written they're being written in a more con- compelling, uh, engaging way. Uh, well, I guess that uh, you know they're they're kind of hinting that um, you know. He's doing uh, he's doing all these things like right after the Gazette goes yeah. to press. True, 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 true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. So, so he's they, he's beating the deadlines there. Yeah. So he's he's aware of uh, of when the deadlines are, and he's, yeah. he's, he's that that's how he's scooping the Gazette. Uh, which, if I were the Gazette and I saw this happening, I would just change my uh, press time. May as well. I'd be like, you know, when when's the? I I would just keep pushing it back and pushing it back until uh, you know. Until wait, uh, wait for something to happen. Yeah, yeah, just just uh, just waiting. So eventually, you know, uh, you know, as the 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 things that are happening uh, begin to escalate, 
um, you know, uh, uh, you know, so, so, so basically, uh, um, you know, the, uh, the editor has a, uh, has a little girlfriend as, uh, as tends, tends to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so she, Mr. Smith is, is kind of like putting the moves on, on her and, uh, she doesn't, she doesn't like that. So then he decides he starts printing up a story. Hey, you know, this, uh, this editor's girlfriend was, uh, was gravely injured in an auto accident. And, uh, because of that, uh, the editor puts two and two together, you know, cause he's a journalist. <laughs> he, he figures these things out, uh, that he actually is the devil. And, um, he's going insane at this point. Yeah. Ba basically. <laughs> um, so Smith wants the devil to wait. No, Smith is the devil. Smith wants Winter, the editor, to uh, to kill himself so that uh, the devil can have his soul, uh, or Jackie, the uh, the girlfriend, dies. So basically, you're going to die, or she's going to die. Either way, I'm going to get my soul. That, that's it, basically what he's. It gets what... it gets a little contrived, and <laughs> while I'm watching this, in my mind, uh, Smith wants Douglas. Uh, Smith Smith wants Doug, yeah Douglas too kill himself just so he can take over this little tiny paper, um, which mm -hmm. in my mind then turns into a giant conglomerate in our time, 2022. Yeah. So, so basically it turns devil. out that uh, uh, it, it wasn't so much the devil. It was the magic linotype machine. And uh, so the, the uh, uh, so, so winter, the editor guy, he, he changes the story so that uh, Jackie makes it out alive. And, uh, that uh, also, by the way, it just happens to be thrown in there that uh, his contract with Smith was uh, was uh, rendered null and void, and he must leave. So the devil goes poof, and uh, <laughs> and Jackie is uh, is is fine. There really is just kind of like a ghost in the machine thing at the end there, where it's like, oh, well, the contract's done, uh, the contract's null, everybody's fine. We didn't know how to end this episode. <laughs> it's fine. We're fine. Everybody's fine. <laughs> uh, Winter destroys the uh, the 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 uh, the line of type machine, and uh, everybody lives happily ever after. Uh, especially the the line of type machine repair guy who had to come in and you know fix everything. Yeah, of course. That which I I imagine him uh, you know putting his kids through college on this. You know, in the closing narration, Rod Serling mentioned he says the. Uh, he says his his satanic majesty and i was wondering if that is a direct reference no it is not uh because their satan their satanic majesty majesty's request by the rolling stones was released four years later well maybe the rolling stones got it from the twilight zone that's what i'm thinking uh i you know as a matter of fact until i hear differently i'm going to assume that was the case you heard it here, folks. Exit the infernal machine, and with it his satanic majesty, Lucifer, Prince of Darkness, otherwise known as Mr. Smith. He's gone, but not for good. That wouldn't be like him. He's gone for bad. And he might be back with another ticket to the Twilight Zone. Gabatron?